All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. My name is Matt Hines. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, actually, as of this year, we are doing these on LinkedIn Live. If you are joining us live uh, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on YouTube, thanks so much for joining us in the middle of your work day. Uh, if you're watching this on demand, uh, check us out. We are here every week live at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. Uh, if you'd like to join the show, one of the benefits of doing it in this format, if you want to join the show, if you want to ask a question, if you want your face uh, and question or comment to appear on Sales Pipeline Radio, you can do that. You can do that today if you're watching live. And if you're on demand, check us out every week uh, live on Thursdays. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you very much for downloading, for subscribing. We are close to 300 episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio uh, in various formats back through the years. And if you like what you hear today, uh, this is the format. This is the top. This is the kind of content we do, and every episode is available on demand uh, at salespipelineradio.com. Very excited today to feature the uh, CEO and founder of Sendoso. We've got Chris Rudigrop. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. You bet, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. So, I, 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 I uh, th this has been an interesting year and a half, and mm -hmm. having talked to you and people on your team, that it's actually been a great year of growth and learning for Sendoso as you know sort of the old rules of field marketing the old rules of marketing mix kind of thrown out the window during the pandemic and now that we get back to normal a lot of those adjustments are becoming fixtures as part of people's go-to-market strategy so um would love to maybe just for people that don't know give them a quick overview of sort of what sendoso is and then talk a little bit about what you have learned about sort of some of those changes to go-to-market strategies in b2b yeah. So for those who don't know, Sendoso, we're a sending platform. We make it easy for companies to send out corporate gifts, e-gift cards, personalized branded promotional products, swag, you name it, we can send it and uh, integrated into your tech stack um, and all streamlined. So um, I spent about 10 years in sales prior to starting the company. So this was something that I wish I had. And so I built it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, jumping into your questions though, or your, your comments on like the, the changing landscape uh, when, when code came about, you know, we saw a huge growth. We actually more than doubled the company um, in the last year and just to kind of keep up with the growth. And some of the trends that I'd say I saw were, were one was, you know, the, uh, you know, field outside sales reps becoming more like inside sales. So what are, you know, they used to go and, you know, uh, knock on people's doors, drop off donuts, you know, play around a golf. Uh, we saw people adopting Sendoso as a way to send a DIY donut making kit that, that, that the uh, prospector client could, uh, could uh, have at their house. Um, or we saw, you know, field marketers uh, have to adapt to driving attendance to virtual events and make those virtual events more engaging and using Sendoso for that. Um, and we just saw a shift in, in spend in terms of where people were spending their money. And, and uh, so we saw a big lift in people using Sendoso more for that too. You know, it seems like it was, we went from being able to be easy to reach people, you know, relatively in the office to then saying, okay, is, is sending is direct mail is gifting kind of gone during the pandemic because who's really going to want to get that at home. And I think we answered that question pretty quickly. I mean, I started getting requests from people saying, hey, would you like to get something? Um, and then there was a confirmation of what address do you want to get it to? Where are you going to yep. be? You know, we're not going to keep this if you don't want us to. And quite frankly, I think not only were people enthusiastic, what I found is that people were enthusiastically saying, yes, I'd like to get that. But when you're on a stay at home order, when you're not mm -hmm. going to the office, when you're not going to restaurants, checking the mail becomes like a high level. 
So getting something that comes to you that isn't just in an Amazon box, kind of cool. Um, so talk a little bit about that shift and um, sort of and sort of just for people that are still thinking, well, even today, people not wanting things at home. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, I you know we quickly adapted like the day of the, the shelter in place order. We we released a feature around uh, the ability to confirm someone's home address versus their office. And so as you said, that actually picked up. It was a middle person, middle layer too. So that it addresses then you know uh, deleted thereafter. So there's no like personal address keeping by companies. So that f- feature skyrocketed, and, and people were were liking the ability to kind of opt into receiving stuff. Uh, we also saw a a big uh, push for digitally gifts like uh, uh, DoorDash e-gift cards, uh, Instacart e-gift cards. Some of these things were like, you know, you're at home and you're ordering DoorDash already and now someone's going to buy you lunch. Like, of course I'll take that. Um, so we saw a, a good mix of like, you know, things that people could use. Mm-hmm. Um, this of this industry has evolved in a very interesting way. I mean, I've known you for a long time. Sendosa has been around for a while. I used to joke with you and your team about like getting the bacon button into CRM. Yep. <laughs> like, and I literally like at the office, you guys sent me one of those little, remember those, um, those office Depot, like easy buttons that you could, that they had in their yep. ad campaign. You guys sent me one that literally said bacon. So it wasn't in yep. CRM, not my sales force. still very cool. Um, but I mean, like, the idea that as a sales rep, you can say it's that point in the cadence where I want something to go out. I don't need it to go to 10,000 people. I need it to go to one right now. And three next week for the right reasons, right? Um, we've gone from enabling salespeople with some version of direct mail or packaging to thinking of this almost as sort of gifting, thinking of this as sort of a broader experience. Last year, I think pushed that a little bit. What's your current thinking about like what is this industry? Like how do how should people think about this relative to you know sort of augmentation of their sales and marketing efforts? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I see is that we've really created an opportunity for, for sales reps to, to add more creativity into their outreach. I think we've, uh, the sales tech and MarTech world has done a great job in the last decade, uh, pushing forth software that automated everything. So it's easier than ever to, to send an email. Um, and really, you know, with, with gifting and direct mail, it, it incorporates, you have to think about what's the message, what's the gift. Um, and there's a, a bit of creativity that goes into it that still connects someone from a, like a human to human perspective to help break through that noise. And so I think with, you know, with sales evolving as it is constantly, uh, for good salespeople, you need to have all the tools in your tool belt to get in front of that prospect. And it's, you know, you got to use email, you've got to use phone, you got to use social, you've got to use Sendoso and gifting. And uh, I think we've seen in the last, you know, four-ish years since we got started that what used to be, you know, marketing-led, you know, batch and blast once a while, you know, corporate gifting and, and swag was a thing before we existed. We just enabled it so that salespeople could click and send one thing and really make it more personalized. And so I think that's the, the, the trend we're seeing is almost like salespeople becoming mini marketers in the sense that they can kind of control more of their own destiny and the enablement that goes into that. Well, and it's not just the thing that goes out. It's also the timing context, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, I think we've seen a big shift in companies going from, well, let's do a direct mail campaign or let's send out a bunch of branded mugs and let's do everybody at once to, yeah, let's do this contextual value added something, but let's do it for the at the right time in the right place for the right person. And so really throttling that out is dramatically increasing the ROI people are seeing from those programs. And I think, you know, there's enabling the sales organization to do this has been hugely successful for a lot of companies. 
but in a lot of cases, it's marketers that are embracing this and enabling this for their sales team. Talk about the conversations you've had with CMOs that are sort of bringing this into their sales enablement strategy internally. Yeah, so I was just on a 95 customer roadshow or virtual roadshow uh, the last two months, which was really eye-opening. And I talked to a ton of different CMOs and CROs. And one of the biggest trends in, for CMOs is really how do they take you know uh, sales and marketing alignment and enablement to the next level. And I think they're always looking at ways that marketing can still provide some kind of air cover, get campaign credit, and you know spend their marketing dollars, but in a way that you know, salespeople feel like it's aligned to what they're doing. And yeah. so, this, you know, Sedoso is kind of the perfect scenario there because marketing can support it from a budgetary standpoint, add some, you know, uh, controls on who can send what, the budgets, track it all through CRMs or through marketing automation platforms, um, but then give sales um, more of the ability to do what they want when they want so that it's more real time uh, versus, you know, way back in the day when I was in sales, you know, five-ish years ago, you know, marketing still tried to help, but it was like, hey, sales, fill out the spreadsheet. We'll get to it in a couple of weeks or a month, you know, and it was just kind of more painful than it what than it was needed to be. So talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Chris Rudy Grapp. He's the founder and uh, CEO of Sendoso. And, you know, the rules in the economics have really changed a lot for the way people think about sort of the marketing mix in, in a very good way, I think, you know, where it used to be, you know, some companies still operate this way, right? They want the most possible leads at the lowest possible cost. And they'll constantly say, well, why would I send this package out for X amount of money when I can send this postcard out for less? Or, you know, there tends to be more of a, let's do digital because it's faster and it's cheaper. Well, sometimes that's penny wise and pound foolish, right? So like if your competitor is willing to spend a few extra dollars to get something out there um, and they actually create influence or momentum or velocity with that prospect, like what's it really worth? And so it's not just about the lowest possible cost for marketing, but what is it worth to you to get that opportunity? And if you can be more precise about who you engage when and why, all of a sudden that extra couple dollars, quite frankly, like pennies and pennies, you know, in the grand scheme of things, helps get those bigger deals. Could you talk a little bit about that mind shift and that paradigm shift that you're seeing in terms of how people are thinking about their marketing spend and ROI? Yeah. So I, I, that's a great question. I got a couple of different things to chime in on that. So one is, I, I think the, uh, the, 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 the concept of you know, uh, tracking the spend too is something that now with Sendosa, we can track every dollar spent back to a prospect or a customer. And so that's a, a paradigm shift. And maybe, you know, five-ish years ago where direct mail and offline was kind of seen as this black box where it's like, hopefully it works. We don't know, but we're just going to, you know, hopefully uh, blast a bunch of stuff out. So now it's much more ROI tracking connected to your CRM. Um, and so that's a, a, a big increase for marketers who really like tracking and almost see mm -hmm. this offline sending um, is as trackable as digital is now because of the way that we're able to track everything. So that's one thing. To, uh, to your point on you know, the, the, the buying experience, if you have two similar products with, and two salespeople selling you, you know, if one person breaks through and sends you something that's more impactful and you're kind of wowed by that experience, you're not just buying the product, you're buying almost like the, the experience of that, you know, buyer's journey. And so I think that, you know, smart sales and marketing organizations are trying to craft that buyer's journey in a way that stands out. And so you can be competitive in your product offering and competitive in your pricing. You can also be competitive in your, like the, the ultimate buyer's experience. And, and so we're seeing a, a shift there. And 
the the other thing that note too, where you mentioned there's a cost involved, so you know you could send out a bazillion emails for practically nothing. That actually um, keeps this ch- uh, the channel of gifting um, even a little bit more tight because you can't go out and send you know 50 million things. You're going to be like that's co- costs an insane amount. So that the channel still keeps it a little bit under control because there's a finite cost to sending things. So not everyone's getting a gazillion things. Uh, so, uh, we're uh, going to take a quick uh, sponsor break here in a second. I did feel like I need to send full disclosure. We are a Sendoso customer and, and, you know, we are not, look, we're a small in the grand scheme of things, a small consulting firm, but you know, it's, what's funny is, or what's uh, funny. We, we just launched a new account-based program to a new segment and we rolled it out to the team and it was, a, you know, look, we're trying to drink our own champagne, do a lot of the right kind of things. And, but the ooh and ah moments for our team was when we say, well, when people reach a certain threshold, a certain point in the campaign, we're actually sending them a small succulent plant um, with a little note that says we're looking forward to growing with you and we're big on dad jokes here uh, <laughs> marketing. so a little bit of a dad joke there but also the fact that like we're sending people a plant like it's not that expensive it's a little succulent right yeah. but, like it's it's it certainly stands out the other thing we have done um, that's been successful for us we have and i wish i had one here at my desk at home we have these little leather coasters that just have our logo on them just embossed kind of nice they're nice looking they sit on the desk we send those out with a little note that says hey great to meet you look forward to talking further in the meantime copies on us get it you put the copy yeah, yeah. we're like i said we're real good bad jokes <laughs> bad here. Um, but those little things and like even things like utilitarian like that like i've every once in a while i'll talk to someone and they'll they'll, they'll hold it up and is the most coffee cup gr- crusted thing you've ever seen <laughs> which means it's been sitting there for a while which means my logo and brand is in front of them even if they're not ready to buy so those little things and those like look little succulents coasters doesn't have to cost a lot and but you still don't want to necessarily send it to everybody on your list the right person at the right time has a much much bigger impact all right we're, we're going to take a quick break but instead of running to commercial um, we're just going to do a quick voiceover here, and technically, I'm not. I don't, I'm not. Supposed, I don't need to do this until August. But we have a new sponsor uh, on Sales Pipeline. I'm just really excited and just want to give them a little bit of love. I want to give special thanks to our new sponsor, Vidyard. Uh, for those of you not familiar with Vidyard, easy to use video solution, simple videos. It's another great tool that your sales team can use individually. It's a tool that you can use as a marketing organization to create. Uh, easy trackable tool uh, video tools see the performance see the impact it's having um, just an amazing amazing company big fan of them for a long time we've been using them internally my chris my uh, my assistant is obsessed with vidyard she doesn't send emails anymore describing things she sends vidyard videos to us tracking and i think in part to make sure that she knows if we watched it then we kind of get it and now she wants us to actually do, get to follow through on it but um love that we're using that if you want it, to check out vidyard encourage you to go to vidyard.com pipeline they have a free high conversion virtual sales playbook you can check out. So thank you so much to Vidyard for being a great partner and thanks so much for being a sponsor of Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, we use that time. too. So uh, shout out to them. We love it's them. It's all our, love. Everybody's yeah. using everybody. This Even is our, uh, our CSM team, everyone uses them at the company because it's a great form. Um, and we even see people using Sedoso and Vidyard together. You know, you send a gift, mm-hmm. you include a video kind of thing. It makes uh, an impactful um, experience even better. So it does. Well, so let's, 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 uh, let's follow that string a little bit. You know, I think we, I was talking about sort of coasters and small succulents and certainly like, you know, something in the mail, there's an experience there that has a bigger impact than just necessarily what it costs to send it but i am seeing more especially sort of for high high potential prospects direct mail and experiences that include video i mean it's amazing Mm -hmm. the cost of having a little video player 
in your direct mail package that it quite frankly is a bit of a disposable is becoming quite accessible for, I mean, for, for, for higher value targets. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing in trends and success rates of putting video into direct mail. Yeah. So video mailers, um, can be, you know, a great attention grabber. Um, it's also can be for certain industries that might have cost thresholds on what they can spend on the, the actual gift. It's actually not even really a gift. It's just a mailer that has a, a video playing. So it, you know, you get past those cost thresholds. Um, the other thing we're seeing is people embedding links to watch a video as a call to action in a, a printed mailer and then driving people online, maybe to a, a vidyard video and, and tracking the successive campaigns that way. So we've seen that work really well too, where there's a little printed card and on it, it says like, you know, here's a little uh, video link. Um, so I think all those are effective meetings. And then I think digital gifting is still something that companies use and see a lot of success with. So you could send along a, hey, here's a DoorDash e-gift card and include a little video of, hey, grab lunch on me. And so you're still building that rapport, uh, standing out and using video in conjunction with, you know, an e-gift. So five years ago, we decided to call this sales pipeline radio, and we mostly talk about acquisition here. But you know, if, if we happen to have called it customer lifecycle radio, it probably would be allow us to sort of dig into more of the following question, which is: This isn't just a prospecting tool, an opportunity, right? I mean, the, the same thing we're talking about here can be leveraged in broadening the experience that you have with existing customers. I mean, just deepening relationships and loyalty when you're focused on renewals and expansion. Talk about some stories of where you've seen gifting and direct mail and Sendoso work successfully with customer bases as well. Yeah, so we see, you know, ultimately across the entire uh, funnel. So, you know, where, where SDRs are using it top of funnel, which is the obvious, AEs are using it to build rapport. We even see in, in like the handoff, so you close the deal, the AE sends something and introduces the, the CSM. So there's a nice like welcome gift and the handoff is, is clean. And then, you know, having Sendoso on hand for certain life events, like your, your customer just had a kid and you send them a little onesie or, you know, they hit a product milestone where they did something in your product and you want to send them a congratulatory or their company got funding. So it really just creates, again, more of a, a human to human approach versus a, a vendor customer approach. And so we see CSMs, account managers. Um, and then we've seen, we actually saw a huge spike last year too, in just internal use cases, like sales managers sending to, to AEs and, and different ways that you want to use this internally to provide employee engagement. So that was a, a unique spike in activity for us as well. I love it. I love it. Well, just a few more minutes here with our guest today, CEO and founder of Sendoso, uh, Chris Rudigrop. And, you know, we're now now that we're sort of getting back to normal, people are getting back to the office. Um, do we think that window of something really special getting at home has ended? Do we think we'll go back to sending stuff um, to the home? Will it be a mix? Uh, or will it, you know, what we've seen the last year is it really is sort of recipient's choice, which actually kind mm -hmm. of both sides. Where do you think this is going to go in the next couple of years, especially as people start to plan or how they might incorporate this into their 2022 budget. Yeah, so I think it'll be a mix. Like you said, you'll have the recipient choice where the recipient can decide. There's certain surprise and delight scenarios where you know they're already in the office and you're, you know, wanting to send them something. There's uh, scenarios where, you know, you send it to their home. Um, and so I think that the beauty of the, the platform is you don't have to spend as much effort thinking about that or packing boxes anymore. You can just build that into your programs and, and you know, uh, build in how they're going to receive it. So uh, I do think the back to office uh, trend and, and get people back in the office, you'll see some more surprise and delight direct mail. And, uh, you know, I think it'll, uh, act, we see a lot of people, you know, using the back to office as another reason to, to send stuff to people and, and get them excited about that too. So uh, 
Well, Chris, you guys do a great job of just sort of evangelizing the category and also just creating great content, uh, best practice guides, you know, for folks that want to learn more about this. What's the latest? What can we what do you recommend people check out if they want to learn more about uh, direct mail and gifting? Yeah, we uh, we launched a state of the sending report for 2021, which has a lot of great data and benchmark numbers. So that's available on our resources section. We're constantly doing, uh, you know, webinars. We have a, a big uh, connected uh, event uh, later this year. So um, if you go to our website and our resources section, we love uh, sharing content, best practices. Um, we've got kind of a, a super sender, you know, group where you can chat with others who are sending stuff. So uh, a lot of resources to make available for people that are either first time senders or people that have done it 10 times over and just want to like learn new things. Well, you had me at super senders group. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Well, check out sendoso.com. They've got a great resource section. You'll find a lot of those great, uh, great resources. Chris, thanks again so much for joining us. It's really a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thanks everyone for watching today. I do apologize actually that I did lie earlier. I said we are live every Thursday at 1130 uh, East Pacific, 230 Eastern for the next two weeks as we record this on July 22nd. I'm going to be out. I'm going to the beach with my family. I will not be recording, um, but we will have reruns in every episode, including this one and uh, almost 300 for the past episodes available on salespipelineradio.com to keep you busy until I get back from the beach. Well, thank you so much today. My name is Matt Hines. Thanks for watching another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Vidyard. Thanks to Chris for joining us today. We'll see you in August. Thanks so much.